Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. Happy Saturday, everyone. The Tokyo Games are just two weeks away, where we'll then get to see the best athletes in the world compete. There are several of those athletes with Utah ties, but today we'll be talking to Rebecca Cressman, who is the PA announcer for the University of Utah gymnastics team, the Red Rocks, about the incredible feat it is to send three competitors to the highest level. Grace McCallum will be competing on the team of four. Michaela Skinner earned herself a specialist spot, and Kara Eager will be an alternate. So dang cool. But first, we're going to talk all things gymnastics and share with you some facts about the incredibly difficult sport that you probably didn't know. To help me do this, let's bring on the one and only Jason Shepard. What's up, Shep? Hi, Lauren. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Glad you're back from a vacation and joining me today. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been away for the last two weeks. Uh, did a lot of traveling. However, we really didn't go very far. We had a couple of days in St. George, went to Vegas one day, and just about cooked on the concrete. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and then went to went to Denver for three days. Got to see my Cardinals take on the Rockies, even though we lost. It was still fun. So yeah, <laughs> two weeks, and now back uh, back at it uh, in the middle of the summer, right? Yeah, sounds like a blast. We're all frying. I step outside for about three seconds per day and then come back in unless there's shade. So sorry, kids. <laughs> we're not yeah, going exactly. outside. It's too hot. All right. So today we're talking gymnastics. And who better to do that than the two of the least flexible people on the planet? Me and you, Shep. Um, can you at least touch your toes? Um, I'm going to say yes with a question mark. <laughs> uh, because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. Like. <laughs> What? As much as you work out, you've never like stretched and touched your toes. I okay. Now I do not. um, I do not advise people to do this. As much as I do work out, I do not stretch at any time before I work out. That is that's not smart. So I've I've never I've never stretched like pre workout, and so my flexibility is horrible. I would like to say I can touch my toes. But again, I, I say that with a question mark because I really don't know. And when push comes to shove, Lauren, the answer is probably I can't. <laughs> I know a few trainers who would probably advise you, Ship, to stretch before you work out. But hey, who am I to talk? I, I, uh, I can touch my toes. It's not without a little pain, but it can be done. Uh, when you're, this is probably strange to say, but when you're pregnant, your ligaments loosen up. And I, I can, you know, almost do the splits. I'm like, this is great. Once you have your baby. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You, you become a lot more flexible when you're pregnant so you can have the baby, but yeah. And then that leaves you. So I did have two moments of glory with my two boys, but I am, I am definitely not flexible, but so I did gymnastics for a few months when I was little, but I remember they had me do some back walkovers and the teacher was helping me do it. I thought she was still there. I was probably like eight. So that she was still there. She wasn't, went on to help somebody else, tried to do it, landed on my head. And I was like, bye-bye gymnastics. <laughs> I never wanted to do it again. Bad experience. And it turns you off to it. it. It does. And that's, and gymnastics is no joke. I had the incredible opportunity to sideline for BYU women's gymnastics, which meant being at all their home meets, going to practices, talking to them on a regular basis. And they are honestly some of the strongest women physically and mentally on the planet. I was uh, at the practice one time. I was watching them just warm up doing these pull-ups, you know, for, with your hands forward and backwards. They were just doing it, like chatting with each other about their days. Like these, these are things that most people really struggle to do. Like how many, how many pull-ups can you do, Shep, in a row? 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't maxed out. I mean, I, I could, I'm, I'm sure I could do, I don't know, 30 or 40. Oh, that's actually really great. That's hard to do, Ship. I'm impressed. Yeah, well, I mean, I would, I would assume. Look, here, here's one of the things, and you, you just talked about it. That's one of the things I think impresses me the most about gymnasts in general. And it, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, male, female. Just if you're a gymnast, the one thing that impresses me the most beyond the, the routines, it's the ability to control your muscles and to have that, that muscle strength to be able to hold any position you can be strong and still not have that type of coordination mm-hmm. and command of your muscles. I think that is the most impressive thing about gymnasts and what they do is they have complete command of their muscles. It's super impressive. That's a great way of putting it. It is. It's so crazy to watch. Most of them are are small. I think it's probably a little bit easier to control when when you're smaller and shorter, but they are so strong. It's yep. awesome. So Shep, do you remember your first introduction into gymnastics? Was it watching the summer games or anything like that? Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I've, I've never done gymnastics. Um, that was not anything that, that I ever did growing up, but I, I was actually thinking about this because um, I had a feeling you, you may ask me about that. I, I think my very first memory of, of gymnastics was the Olympics. And I think it was the 84 Olympics that was the year that it was held in Los Angeles. And so obviously it was a big, big deal in the United States that, that the U.S. had it. Uh, in, in fact, to me, that's always been the most patriotic of all of the Olympic Games. Because for, and I don't, maybe it was just because I was little or younger and it was kind of my first memory of the Olympics. But for whatever reason, there are two people that specifically stand out to me from those games that I have memories of. One is, and, and both are gymnasts, one is Bart Connor, hmm. and, and I can't tell you why he is so prominent in my mind from the 84 Olympics, but he was an unbelievable gymnast in the 84 Olympics. And then the other, obviously, is Mary Lou Retton. Those mm-hmm. two yep. are the ones that stand out to me, and, and I, I, can't have, I can't think of any memories prior to that of any gymnastic, but that's kind of my first memory of, of gymnasts in general. It just happened to be the 84 games. And you remember being like blown away by what you were watching? Well, and I, yes, but beyond that, I remember how big uh, of superstars they were. And mm. certainly Mary Lou Retton back in the day. I mean, if, if you're younger, you, you may not even know who Mary Lou Retton is, but, but Mary Lou Retton is essentially like the, the Simone Biles now. And I mean, you know, Basically, the greatest gymnast of, of each era, she was the greatest gymnast, American gymnast at the time, and she became like a spokesman for everything. Like you could not we, – we see this in the summer games where, you know, the, the American um, superstar, you know, they, they get promoted and like they become America's darling. That was Mary Lou Retton um, in the 80s for sure. I mean, she was on Wheaties, you, you name mm-hmm. it, Mary Lou Retton was it. So those are kind of my memories. Uh, my first memories of, of, the, of, of gymnastics was those 84 games and those, those superstars that came out of those games. These, that's what I think is really cool about having these gymnasts with Utah ties is during the summer games, these athletes blow up. They just become these huge celebrities. And so 
I mean, I know we're not big fans of the University of Utah, Shep. <laughs> They're the team up north, as we say. But yes. I think it's actually really cool to to see uh, these phenomenal athletes kind of blow up in that way. We're fortunate. You mentioned Simone Biles. She's arguably the best U.S. gymnast of all time, winning the most world championship medals, most gold medals of any gender. And so for them to be in college and some just incoming freshmen, actually, to be able to compete with her, I think is so cool. So but I got to know from you, does the fact that their youths turn you off from watching them or can you see past the rivalry and still cheer for them? Well, I mean, look, I would be lying to you if I said I've ever (laughs) even watched the Red Rocks. Um, I, I, I haven't. I look. I mean, I don't typically watch. If I'm being 100% honest, I don't watch Utah sports of any kind unless BYU's <laughs> playing them. That's 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 just how I handle the rivalry. That's that's my own personal thing. But what I can tell you is, you don't need to be able to watch the Red Rocks to understand how dominant they have been in collegiate gymnastics. They, I mean, they are one of the preeminent programs in, in collegiate gymnastics. So you don't, you don't need to watch them to know how good they are year in and year out. And the fact, look, here's the thing. Once you're representing the United States of America, you're Americans at that point. That's absolutely. what's Yeah, absolutely. And I'm with you with the BYU loyalist thing over the rivalry. I don't like to watch University of Utah, but for me, gymnastics actually is – the exception to that rule because they are so dominant and they don't even really, they do compete against BYU, but they're kind of in different levels, even though BYU's gymnastics team has been absolutely phenomenal. But University of Utah has just had this program that they've built over the years. That is one of the best in the entire country. So I, I think it's, uh, I think it's just like you said, they now become Americans and it's, it's going to be really fun to watch them, and I wish, wish them all the best. All right, in, in, in honor of the incredible gymnast, we're going to share with you five random gymnastics facts that you possibly didn't know, and this is according to nimblesports.com. All right, Shep, number one, the ancient Greeks prepared their young men for war by doing gymnastics. So, <laughs> so gymnastics, so the, the calisthenics that, that we do in the, you know, in the military, that actually yes. maybe has, maybe, it maybe actually does something, right? Well, absolutely. And I, I actually was reading they, they, they had a vault, you know, they would like run and jump over things to prepare. Like, it's just I think it's kind of cool. I think everything, everything you do in gymnastics, gymnastics is just making you stronger. Like sure. you said, it's building every single muscle. So it makes sense that that's where I feel like everything that has to do with the game started in Greece. Don't you? Yeah, without question. That's like the Olympics, that's that's where it started. That's where it goes. That's where the Olympic flame began. So yeah, the ancient Greeks they uh, they had it going on back in the day, right? They did. All right, number two in the summer games, only women can compete in the balance beam and uneven bars. I don't think many men uh, would complain about not doing the balance beam, but uneven yeah. bars. Yeah. So that's interesting. All right. Number three, gold medalist Sean Johnson was the winning contestant on Dancing with the Stars in 2009. Do you remember Sean Johnson? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. She was amazing. Just this itty bitty thing. And I was a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars. So I remember I would, watching. I would say that's a look in with, with basically what you, every, everything you do to train as a gymnast I've got to imagine there are a lot of disciplines that would translate from that to being a dancer, uh, certainly in terms of like the, the muscle control and everything of being a dancer and being able to 
hold poses and, and things like that. I actually think that's a, a perfect tie-in between the two. Well, honestly, when she they announced she was competing, I was like, that's not really even fair. <laughs> you know, like they have these random actors and artists and whatever, and then they have gold medalist gymnast Sean right. Johnson. I'm like, well, yeah, she's going to win. Come on. No, she was actually really fun to watch, though. All right, number four, most major gymnasts start their careers as early as two years old. What were you doing right. at two, Shep? You were uh, I, being I potty t- trained, If I could remember what I was doing at two, I would tell you. Uh, I don't even think I was potty trained at two, so I don't know how these gymnasts were being trained. Well, but you if you think about it, like their careers, most gymnast careers have to start super young because you know, there aren't very many 30-year-old gymnasts, you know what I right. mean? Like the, the window is so small that you do have to start, and it's not something by most accounts, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like, you know, th- this is not something that you can typically pick up at 10 or 11. Right. This is something that you start extremely young and and those that show that they kind of have what it takes, those are the ones that are able to continue to advance. And ultimately, the goal certainly is the Olympics. The average age of a female gymnast is 17 years old and for yeah. male, it's 21. So I just I think they you just peak young. It probably takes a major toll on your body like a lot of sports do. But I, I'm assuming that's why as you get older, your your muscles probably aren't aren't quite working the same as when you're this young spry person. Well, and, and quite frankly, the older you get, the less flexible you get. Yes. So true. That's, that's what we're going to blame it on. Right, Chip? We're just what do you mean? Old. We're going to blame it on. That's <laughs> what I'm blaming it on currently. <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish I could say I once was flexible. I don't think I ever was. All right. Number five, total sport tech rank gymnastics, the fourth hardest sport ever only falling behind boxing, MMA, and rugby. I, I'm actually surprised by that because I think it is... Okay, so boxing and MMA, I think the physical pain probably that comes from those, and they are very technical, especially MMA, very technical sport, difficult. But man, it, it's hard that that gymnastics was fourth. I think it is so difficult. You watch the things that they have to do, and I would rank it number one in my brain you know, without doing like any research. Yeah, that surprises me a little bit. I'll be honest with you. The one that surprised, look, I can certainly understand the boxing and the MMA because, I mean, you're literally getting punched and kicked in the face. So, I, I mean, like that, like, I can certainly, I, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that that's not going to affect how hard a sport is, but I'm, I'm a bit surprised rugby's ahead of it. That one's the one, look, and I've never played rugby. I understand how fierce and physical it is, but that's the one that I'm, I'm most surprised is ahead of gymnastics. Me too. We'll have to ask Johnny Lenahan about that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, we will. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up, we're going to talk more gymnastics. Radio host and PA announcer for Ute Gymnastics joins me to give us the inside scoop on the three Red Rock gymnasts who qualified for the Tokyo Games. Rebecca Cressman, up next on Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to the Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Three gymnasts with Utah Ties qualified for the Tokyo Games, which begin in just two weeks from now. And joining me to chat more about those incredible athletes is FM 100 radio host and PA announcer for the University of Utah Red Rocks, 
Rebecca Cressman. Thanks for being here with me, Rebecca. Oh, thank you. I almost said, go Red Rocks. But then I thought that would be <laughs> awkward. Oh, wait, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not awkward because we're all Americans, you know, like once, <laughs> now that they're in, now that they're in the games, we're all cheering for the same team here. So it's going to, it's going to be a good time. So you've been a news anchor and producer and now radio host. How did you get the gig as PA announcer for the Utah Red Rocks? Right. Okay. So my normal gig, right? Every day, 10 to 3 on FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City. And they reached out a number of years ago and said, hey, how would you like to be a PA announcer for the uh, University of Utah Red Rocks, the gymnasts? And I'm like, they're one of the best teams in the country, but I've never been a PA announcer. So they invited me down to the Huntsman Arena and the whole arena was empty and they had a microphone set up. And they said, go ahead, show us what you can do. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I don't really know. And uh, that was back in 2009. And I must have been okay. I know I wasn't good, but I must have been okay because they offered me the job. So it was just because they heard me on the radio and wondered if I would like to do it. And I just went for it like so much in life, right? You just try it. Exactly. And now 12 years later, obviously, they, they did like something that is awkward, though. You're like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say, but here we go. <laughs> but yes, they, they obviously liked what they heard. And I'm assuming that you have a love for the sport of gymnastics or at least grown one over the last 12 years. Where did that love come from for you? That is a great question because I, you know, I'm a kind of a former athlete. I didn't play on any college teams or anything, but I love basketball and track and uh, football. I love lo those things. I'd never competed in gymnastics, didn't know a lot about it, but I do know about tenacity and strength and determination and the work it takes to be an incredible athlete. And so I quickly fell absolutely in love with the gymnasts. Uh, on the team because they just work so extraordinarily hard. You're sitting at the PA uh, table at each meet and you're just seeing them put their best out there. And, and so, yeah, that is how I kind of fell into the, oh my goodness, this is an incredible sport with such incredible athletes. Absolutely. Some of the most, the strongest women you will ever see they are mentally and physically. So as the PA announcer, you mentioned a little bit, what's, what's your interaction like with the gymnasts? Oh, you know, it's, you're kind of um, separated from them in the sense that I'm on the floor, I'm at the table, you know, I, I'm announcing their warm-ups, they're going to walk by me, I might smile, but I know, you know, I had a son who competed in college athletics as well. I know that they're in their mental space where they're concentrating, and so I'm, tr I'm not going to distract from that, right? So uh, it's once the meet is over when we can stand up and say, that was incredible, <laughs> you know, but yes. uh, before the meet, I am neutral uh, with them, maybe a wink or a smile. And then I do my job, which typically is to kind of energize the entire arena so that those gymnasts can bounce off that energy and tap into that and have an incredible meet. And our fans uh, are just extraordinary. So I was going to say that, that has to be so much fun for you because the University of Utah turns out some of the craziest and just the most fans of most gymnastics programs around the country. What was that like for you when you called your first meet? 
Oh, it was it was absolutely incredible. You know, sellout meets, 15,244, right? And we lead records. We set records not just in gymnastics, but for women's sports in general. Uh, we just uh, have sellout crowds and we beat records with them. So I was intimidated at first. They're like, I hope they like you. Good luck. You know, and uh, <laughs> because this is a very passionate fan group, 15,000 of them. They love these athletes. They love the history and the legacy of the University of Red Rocks, right? Because they're champions, not just in Pac-12, right? But in, you know, in the other conferences, in the country, nationally. And so they're proud of that and they're invested. So yeah, you just want to, you know, bring that crowd right into uh, it because the more excited, enthused that crowd is, the more the energy fills the arena and it really lifts our athletes. So much fun. And speaking of those athletes, Grace McCallum, she made the team of four, Michaela Skinner, uh, got a specialist spot, and then Kara Aker is an alternate, and they all made Team USA in some capacity. All three, you've been able to see, or so of the three, you've only been able to see Michaela compete since the others are incoming freshmen. In your opinion, what is it about her that made her good enough to qualify for the Tokyo Games? You, Michaela Skinner? Yes. All right. What made her good enough is she's absolutely one of the very best vaulters in the country. She's the top three in the, of all the incredible athletes at the University of Utah with the gymnastics program. She's in the top three. I mean, she's just extraordinary. And what, even though at the Olympic trials, we saw her kind of falter a teeny bit in her performance, that was much more about her having endured COVID and pneumonia and an Achilles heel injury and having to, you know, keep out of competition right when she wanted to be preparing for the Olympic trials, right? Mm. Um, and so she is just an extraordinary athlete that typically when she's on the mat or on the beam or on the, you just know she's going to nail it and do fantastic. So she belonged to me on that. She is one of the top gymnasts in the country. So yes, I'm, that's why she's there. She's just so strong and, and so precise in her movements. That's amazing. You mentioned her overcoming COVID. Uh, when it comes to these three girls, what do you think is the most exciting part about their success? Mm. You know, um, gymnasts, uh, like many athletes, but in particular, gymnasts have been doing this all their life. A lot of them started at the age of three and four. And this has been a four or five hour day um, part of their identity in their life. And, you know, even Grace McCallum, who will be one of our starting freshmen at the University of Utah, who made it in the top four on the Team USA team, right? So if the team wins, she gets a gold for that. Michaela's going in as an individual, right? So she won't win a team award. She'll be winning when she individually uh, wins on events. But Grace even had, when, at the Olympic trials, she was actually uh, competing with a hand that had had plate and screws, uh, you know, um, put in after wow. surgery. So it's about these bodies that are so strong, their lifetime commitment to the sports, the endurance that their bodies go through because of the force of them as they're throwing their bodies uh, around. And, 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 and to me, that's part of that story is that they endure difficulties and challenges and they still are determined to bring us their best, especially to represent our country. Right. Oh, I can't even, I can't even imagine what they go through physically to, to be able to do what they do. I, I similar as you played some sports growing up and, and, uh, but 
man, especially to make it at that high level to the Olympics, to the Tokyo games, you have to put your body, I'm sure through a lot of things. You mentioned this earlier about the, the program at university of Utah in general, they have one of the best gymnastics program in the country. Simply amazing to send three of their athletes to the Olympics. How do they continue to compete at such a high level year in and year out? What have you seen in your 12 years? Oh, that's a great question. By the way, we are excited about Kara Aker going in as an alternate too. So um, I'm glad that we were including her because she absolutely earned that, uh, of course, at the trials as well. Um, and, and your question again, say it again for me. Just how, how does the University of Utah continue to compete at such a high level year in and year out their gymnastics program? Uh, it, it really has to do with the fact that this program is known across the country as one of the top to get into. And so when girls are dreaming or, you know, these young girls are dreaming, they're dreaming about the Olympics, but they're also dreaming about what college they're going to go to because the coaching and the staffing and the resources and the fans are the best. And so the University of Utah can recruit from among the best Olympians because they know when they get to that campus, they're going to have the best fans. They're going to have, like Tom Farden is an incredible, Incredible coach who follows, you know, the Marsdens, who uh, that wonderful couple, Megan and Greg, started the program and, you know, one year after year. So, so we want to be a part of something, a winning tradition, and that helps us recruit. And of course, we, they're, they're great. And I need to add this I'm actually a Brigham Young University uh, graduate. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but and I, your husband is a professor at that's the That's right. And my son competed on the track team. But uh, I, my heart is absolutely beating red. Uh, you know, for the University of Utah Gymnastics. There's just no, uh, no choice there. It's just an incredible program. I'm sure just, just living that day in and day out with your job, you, you have no other choice but to have these ties to that program and to the athletes. And, and in your 12 years, you've, you've been able to watch a lot of meets. So purely as a fan of the sport, what is your favorite event to watch? Oh, that is such a great question. Um, I, I love the floor. Um, you know, I'll tell you that, um, you know, I'm a mom. So when I watch them on the vault and on the bars and on the beam, I'm afraid they're going to fall and I have to sit on my hands sometimes, you know, and I know that there's cameras, <laughs> we're televised. I got to really, you know, watch my uh, body language, but I'm so afraid they're going to fall. On the floor, I can see the artistry and the power and the strength um, all combined in one. And it's just such precision and beauty and strength and grace. And you can see their muscles bulging, you know, when you're on the floor like mm-hmm. I am. And as they're giving it their best, and it's, it's a lot of mental uh, that they're tapping into as well. And, and so that is my favorite. Do you have a favorite of the gymnastics? I'm actually, I'm totally with you. Almost exactly what you said. When they're, when they're doing the bars or the beam, I'm just so nervous. It just looks terrifying to me. <laughs> it but is amazing terrifying. to watch. But yes, I love dance. So I love the floor routines and just everything that goes into it. And, and they can be more individuals on the floor um, and add a little bit of their, their personality. So, so I'm with you. I think that's so much fun to watch. Well, Rebecca, you have been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for coming on with me. Good luck to you and good luck to those three gymnasts in the Tokyo Games. Well, thank you. And may all of us work towards our dreams, right? That's what this is all about. Their dream is coming true. So thanks again for the interview. What a, a wonderful chance to join you today. What a great message. Thank you. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Rebecca Cressman and Jason Shepard for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.